Amen. Uh, Tonight, if you would, go ahead and, well, that didn't work. There we go. Nope, still not working. How do you like that? Okay. Uh, If you would, let's go ahead and turn over to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 tonight. Second Corinthians chapter four and we'll start in uh, verse number oh, verse number thirteen I think will be uh, sufficient. Verse number thirteen here of Second Corinthians four he says, uh, "We have the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up also." Raise up us also by Jesus, and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we look not on the things which are seen, But at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And so Paul is is talking to the church at Corinth, right? And he's talking about how uh, we're preaching. Of course, we're speaking about Jesus Christ. We're believing by faith in Jesus Christ. And we've gained salvation. And he says this, that we're not supposed to faint because of the glory of God. Verse 15, uh, for which cause we faint not. Uh, and we don't want to faint. Why? Because our, our goal, right? Revelation 4.11 is to give him glory and honor and power. That's what he's supposed to receive. Uh, and so we don't quit. We don't faint. We keep going. We keep moving forward. Uh, but the truth is, uh, about that moment right there is he says this, for though our outward man perish, uh, the outward man, we, start, we started living, we started dying, right? Uh, the outward man, he is perishing. He's falling apart. He's not getting better and greater. Uh, you know, there's, there's scientists and people out there and physicians and all these folks, right? They're trying to get us, get, make it so we can live longer and live better and, and keep going. And, uh, you know, one day we're going to be able to, well, we're still dying. Uh, the outward man is perishing. Uh, this life is fleeting. Eventually, the outward man's perished. But as we get older and we may get weaker and we may have some things falling apart, things aren't working right, and all these things that we go through naturally in the natural course of events, his statement is, but though the outward man perish, well, but the inward man is renewed day by day. Uh, the inward man, that new man, the uh, incoming of Jesus Christ into us, right? Christ in you, the hope of glory, the Holy Spirit sealed onto the day of redemption. You and I have something inside of us that helps it so that we can give Him glory. Uh, that needs to be renewed day by day. Uh, that is supposed to be getting renewed. That's supposed to be getting stronger and staying as opposed to getting weaker and perishing like the outside is. Uh, The outside may be falling apart, but the inside, the spiritual man, the new man, uh, wherever you want to call it, that new creature in Christ, that old things are passed away and all things are become new, that guy right there, he's supposed to be getting stronger and staying strong. That's what he's supposed to be doing. And so 
the things we do ultimately daily, right? He says uh, he's renewed day by day. Now, uh, you look at that phrase, day by day, uh, one of the easy parallels, right? You go into, you go into the Gospels, and uh, I think it's Matthew. I don't want to get these backwards, but I think it's Matthew. Uh, he's right in the Lord's Prayer. It's give us this day, our, uh, give us our daily bread is the statement he uses. Give us this day our daily bread. But in Luke, he says, give us day by day our bread. Uh, I, think it's, I think that's the phrase. You can look it up if you want to. Uh, but uh, those are the, it, it compares daily to day by day. So those are the same type of a phrase, right? So every day, daily, day by day, uh, those things uh, are correlated as being a daily thing. Uh, so daily, the inward man is supposed to be renewed. Well, then there's things that we do daily that ought to be renewing him. Uh, you don't just, uh, the idea is this. Uh, we understand that energy in a system works, right? You have potential energy and then you have kinetic energy. Uh, if you do not continue to add potential energy, kinetic energy will run out. Uh, you push a vehicle just so far, but as soon as it runs out of steam, that's it. Uh, that's as far as it goes until you give it another push. Uh, until you keep adding fuel to it, you do not get to have more energy. Uh, it is put out and you end out wherever it ends you out because it's been expelled. Uh, every day you and I have a choice of what we're going to fuel with. And the truth is that either you are going to do things daily in your life that are either going to renew the inward man or is going to be the ruin of your life. Your spiritual walk with the Lord will go into ruin if you don't go ahead and do certain things daily. And some of this is very simple and very basic, and I understand a lot of it will probably be some great refresher for us. Uh, but the truth is that a day in the life of a Christian almost seems monotonous to us. And I'm going to deal with that here later in the, in the uh, message, but uh, don't let the monotony of Christianity some days leave you in ruin. See, uh, I'm, let me put it this way. Uh, how many of you, how many of you uh, sometime this week had the very best meal you've ever had in your life? All right, nobody ate the best meal of their life this week. But you ate this week. <laughs> it may not have been exciting. It may have been a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But you ate something. You say, why? Because you needed energy. You, need, you needed something to go in, to go ahead and renew the energy you had. Uh, I had, <clears throat> excuse me, I had that wonderful little stomach flu thing that everybody's had, which is just so wonderful, right? I felt like I got hit by a bus and it stayed there. Is right on top of me as I continued to die. Um, I think it's awful if you haven't had it yet, you should praise the Lord and hope that you still don't get it, all right? Just keep praying that it avoids you, okay? It did not avoid me, and uh, it, it caught me, and it destroyed me right there. I felt like I was going to die. But by the time I was, I mean, I was completely dehydrating. I was, you know, you can't keep anything down, zero. I was getting lightheaded, right? You get the lightheaded, you get the spots that start showing up. You're like, am I going to pass out? I'm not passing out. Let's go ahead. Let's tighten this up. Let's get some Gatorade. Let's, get some, let's see if we can get something to stay in, right? 
That should not be our spiritual walk ever. That shouldn't be the spiritual walk. The spiritual man, the inward man, he ought to be able to be renewed day by day. And the daily things that we do are the things that maybe aren't so exciting and they aren't so amazing and they aren't so, oh yeah, woo. But they're the thing that keeps you alive. They're the things that just sustain you. And it may be like uh, the Lord gave me this huge startling revelation in the scriptures today because I read, but it is food that kept you alive for the day. It's food to renew you and to keep you rolling for the day. And so tonight I just want to preach on just a day in the life of a Christian. Just a day, just one. Just one day in the life of a Christian. And what it should be like to renew us. So let's have a word of prayer. And I'll try to be, I'll try to be brief. I know we had the testimonies tonight. And uh, so just, I'm not looking to be long, but I do want to, I, I think the Lord wants us to remember these things. So Father, I pray you would help me tonight to, Say just what needs to be said. Father, nothing more and nothing less. Lord, I'd hate to do a disservice and not preach what you want me to preach because I feel like I have to rush, but Lord, I also don't want to belabor just because. And so, Father, I pray you'd give me some wisdom on that, on what to say and when to say and how to say. But Father, we pray that you would meet with us tonight. We love you. I thank you, Lord, for the good testimonies. And Father, the spirit and the attitude of this church is so wonderful. All, uh, Lord, it's just been such a blessing. Uh, even today, Lord, and just the fellowship and the times we've had together, I pray you continue to uh, work and to manifest today, Lord, that we would see your hand. And I pray that this would be, Lord, a great encouragement for us to continue to be strengthened on the inner man, continue to be stronger and continue to grow and continue to be able to do what you ask of us. And Lord, once again, we pray you'd get the praise, the honor and the glory. Even so, come Lord Jesus, for it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you would turn back to Psalm chapter 86. Psalm chapter 86. Now we, uh, we encourage uh, a lot of these things pretty regularly uh, in the church. If you've gone through our discipleship programs, these things get encouraged. Uh, if you go through uh, any of those things, if you just sit here in services, you'll hear a lot of these things mentioned and a lot of them said repeatedly and we encourage and we encourage and we encourage. So I, I don't know why you have to keep saying all those things over and over again. Uh, the truth is we say those things over and over again because spiritual things don't become habitual. Uh, you don't just wake up in the morning and go, all right, I know all the things that I'm supposed to do, so uh, my flesh isn't going to fight me anymore. I'm just going to do all these things right. <laughs> and if that happens to you, you let me know how you got there, because I don't know how to do that right there, right? I, it's amazing to me that we think, sometimes we think, well, I don't have to be reminded of the things that I know. No, I have to be reminded all the time of the things that I know, because if I don't get reminded... Uh, I forget that I should really be doing that and how important it becomes to our lives. Uh, it's not just a question of, well, you know, why should I, well, did the Lord command me to do that or did he not command me and what did he tell me and how can I, you know, it is, ultimately it's life and death in the Christian walk. It's the renewing of the inner, inner man. It's the thing that keeps us going and growing. For the Lord Jesus Christ. And so here we are in Psalm 86. And look at verse number 1. I could read this whole chapter. I'm going to try and stop at verse 8. But it's really hard because, man, there's a lot of good stuff in this chapter. But he says, Bow down thine ear, O Lord, hear me, for I am poor and needy. <laughs> That's a prayer of David. 
King of Israel, I'm poor and needy. Preserve my soul, for I am holy. O thou my God, save thy servant that trusteth in thee. Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. Rejoice the soul of thy servant, for unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive, and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Give ear, O Lord, unto my prayer, and attend to the voice of my supplications. In the day of my trouble I will call upon thee, for thou wilt answer me. Among the gods there is none like unto thee, O Lord, neither are there any works like unto thy works. And I could keep reading and talk about his mercy and how wonderful he is, but I won't. Um, <clears throat> you say, what's the first thing? Just daily prayer. Daily prayer. I'll call on you when? Daily. I cry unto thee daily. The trouble that he's in, he's crying to him. The sin he's committed, forgive. Uh, you say, well, he said he was holy back there. Yeah, but he knew he wasn't that holy because he turns around and says, uh, I know you're, you're able to forgive me. <laughs> uh, he understands I could fall any moment. I may be doing all the right things right now, but Lord, if I fall, forgive me. He's ready to call. He's ready to look and he's ready to call. Hey, our prayer life ought to be ready to call. Ready to call. Lord, I don't know what's happening right here. Could you help me out? I don't need, I don't know what's happening. Lord, could you give me wisdom? If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, which giveth all men liberally and upbraideth not. Father, I don't know what to do in this situation. Help me. Lord, I don't know what I'm doing. Could you just point me in the right direction? Looking around, here's David and he's talking, hey, uh, attend unto the voice of my supplications. I need you because I don't know what this is. I don't have the power to get out of this situation that I'm in. I can't be free. Keep me from certain things. Protect me over and over again. You look at the prayers of David as well as many others throughout the scriptures and it was cries to God to protect them, to keep them out of trouble, to forgive them, to guide them, to give them wisdom and light in darkness and at times when they didn't know what to do, to heal them, but also to reach out to others, to give them boldness in the day that they're about to be in. You look over the, the prayer requests of Paul, and a lot of them are that boldness may be given unto me. When's the last time you asked God to give you boldness to be a witness for Him? That'll be part of your prayer life. Part of your prayer life ought to be, Lord, help me to say what I ought to say today the way I ought to say it. Give me courage to say, say the truth. Give me courage to be a witness. It takes courage to be a witness. Uh, it takes courage to open up your mouth and say that you're a Christian and that somebody needs a Savior. That takes courage. I don't, I don't downplay that. That takes a whole lot of courage some days. And some days you're not feeling very courageous. You know what you need? Lord, give me some boldness because I already know I'm not feeling really good about saying anything today. Sometimes you need to pray and just go, Lord, I know my attitude. <laughs> you been there? Well, my attitude's no good. I'm going to go to church today and bless God, I'm going to go because I'm going to go. <sighs> and I hope nobody shakes my hand so I can be mad so that when I leave, I feel justified that I'm mad. All right. That's some, just grumpy. You just, you just don't have, Lord, could you just fix my spirit? I don't know what's wrong with me today, but you know what's going on. Could you just take that? So what is that? That's just being ready to call on Him. That daily walk, knowing that things aren't quite the way they ought to be sometimes. Knowing that you need His strength for the day. Knowing, Lord, I got some things I got to do today and I don't know that I got the strength to do any of it. 
That's a daunting task. How many things do you have in your life that you would think about? And if you really, if you really had to put it down, you'd go, if I have to do that myself, I've got no way to do it. Lord's statement is, without me, you can do nothing. Why don't you ask him to help you then? He's a very present help in time of trouble. Well, Lord, I need some, I need some protection. I'm about to go into a situation, and uh, walking into that place is like walking into a buzzsaw. Okay, well, I'm your shield in your high tower, your defense. Okay, Lord, protect me then. I need you to protect me. Safety is of the Lord. Okay, Lord, I'm asking, give me some protection. How many times we walk through our day when all it would take might be just a moment of prayer with our Savior and it'd be a, a great renewal knowing that He's right there, that He'd never leave you nor forsake you. You talk about renewing the inner man, renewing that new man, getting some more strength inside of Him. You say, what does that? Prayer. Prayer will do that. Say, what does prayer do? Prayer will keep you from doing the wrong things. It's just one of those. I heard a man one time say, it's hard, to, it's hard to pray long while you're living wrong. It's hard to stay on your knees when you aren't doing right. It's hard to keep talking to the Savior because He's holy and you're recognizing real quick, I'm not. And either you're going to get it right and you're going to fix it or your prayer life's going to fall apart. And as your prayer life falls apart, you know what you'll be? You'll be the ruin instead of the renewed. You'll go into destruction. Your life, will, your Christian walk will start falling apart. And it hinges, first of all, I believe it hinges on prayer. It hinges on prayer. Prayer is the opportunity for God to intervene on every situation of your day. You just invited the creator of the universe to go ahead and have his will in reaching into your day. That's a pretty good plan. You know, what's amazing about God is, you know this just as well as I do, He's not going to bully His way into your life. <laughs> I mean, he's so, he's so much of a gentleman, when He's called a hard and an austere man, He says, okay, you want me to be hard and austere? I will be. <laughs> I wasn't going to be, but now that you asked, I'll go ahead and be whatever it is you want me to be. Christian, if we could figure out, he'd be exactly what we need him to be if we'd ask him. Lord, I need you to be merciful to me today. Lord, I need you to be my wisdom today. I need you to be my strength today. I need you to be my boldness today. I need you to be my, my defender today. Lord, I need you to be... And he says, I can be that. I can be that. If you'd give him a chance. Renewed day by day. Renewed day by day. Are you renewing in prayer day by day? We know all the verses. Pray without ceasing. And I would that men pray, all, all men pray everywhere. All the verses. I mean, there's tons of verses. We know we ought to pray. But knowing and doing are two very different things. Would you be willing to have a good time in prayer daily? Daily prayer will keep you renewed. Look over at Acts chapter 17. I'll try not to stay long on any of these, I promise. I'm, I'm going to do my best. Acts chapter 17. 
you know the spot we're going. Verse number, uh, verse number 10. Acts 17.10, And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea, who coming thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. Uh, daily reading. Daily reading. I mean, you hear that all the time here, uh, but daily reading. There's other places we could go, and uh, Nehemiah, they opened the book, and day by day, they read out of the book uh, over and over again, reading the Bible, studying the Bible, looking in the pages of that book, reading it, reading it, and reading it. You know, it's funny. You go ahead and... and uh, you go, out to, you go out to your garden, you go out to the lawn, you go out wherever, you know, you just go outside. Uh, you go down to the park and you sit there on a bench, right? You grab a handful of sawdust and throw it out there. How many birds are coming? Well, none. None are showing up to go eat sawdust. But you walk out there with a handful of breadcrumbs. You throw that thing out there. <laughs> And all of a sudden, the birds all fly down. They won't miss a little bit. They'll take every little bit up. Why is it that the Christian goes ahead and tries to satisfy themselves with the sawdust the world tries to throw out there? And all the things they can find, and they go ahead and they're chewing that thing up like it's supposed to be really great and healthy for them. And they leave off the Word of God and the bread of life is just left sitting there and they don't read it. They don't eat it. They don't take it in. Moody said that nothing can satisfy the longings of the soul but the words of the living God. Well, yeah, but you get there into Exodus and they get talking about the temple and all the... It's just so many, I mean... And you get into all those names and the laws and Leviticus and it's so... Uh-huh. But it's the thing keeping you alive. What happened to the children of Israel when they started to loathe the manna from heaven? They got in a whole lot of trouble. Oh, we're tired of this little light bread thing we got going on here. I'm feeding you with angels' food, but don't worry, that's not good enough for me. Christian, quit looking down at the Word of God and acting like it's not good enough. Well, yeah, but I don't really like those parts. It's all, it's all bread from above, and it's the thing that will sustain you. Well, I don't know how it's sustaining me, the same way that lousy peanut butter and jelly sandwich you ate this week did. And it wasn't what you wanted, and it wasn't what you felt like you wanted, and it doesn't taste as good as a steak. It's not prime rib. It's not whatever it is your favorite thing is. But you ate something this week. And it may not even be memorable. Not today. But it is the thing that kept you alive. Uriah is, is eating. He's, he's good. He's doing pretty well with the whole eating thing. Elijah's just starting again. So we got the second one, right? He's, he's sitting there, right? We put him at the table. He's got a little chair. And he's trying to put stuff in his face, right? And it's completely ridiculous, right? 
it's sad and pathetic at times, right? You know, like their mouth is wide open. They're like hitting themselves in the face with their arm. You're like, seriously, can't you aim yet? I mean, and they can't, they can't aim, but that's, you know, and they're, and you get them a spoon, you know, and they, they start using the, the utensils, you know, and they tip it upside down, you know, and they just spill it all over themselves. They don't really get anything in. That's pretty, but boy, once they start getting it right, man, how, how much we celebrate, Right? How amazing. Wow, this is amazing. This is great. You know, it's, it, and it is. It's a milestone. It's wonderful. That's good. Hand-eye coordination is starting to work. They're feeding themselves. I don't have to work that hard, right? That's the idea, is that I don't have to do it. Uh, Moody once said, how many Christians sit helpless and listless with open mouths, hungry for spiritual things, and the minister has to try to feed them while the Bible is a feast prepared into which they will never venture. But that's sadly true. They don't want to dive in and get it themselves. They don't want to do that. They'd be celebrated. (laughs) I tell you what, the Lord will celebrate you if nobody else will. He'll celebrate you looking and longing for the words of God and going ahead and turning the pages and reading, even if it's just a small amount at first to try and figure out what you're doing. That baby, he's not getting a whole lot. Elijah's not getting a whole lot in his mouth all the time. But he's getting some things every once in a while. And he's figuring some things out. And pretty soon, he'll figure it out. Christian, why does it take us so long to figure it out? I'll tell you why. Because you don't desire it. The desire to know, the desire to be renewed in the inner man, the desire to recognize the fact that that's the thing that's feeding you and giving you strength lays waste and it doesn't help you. You need, you need to, to long for the Word of God. You need to get an appetite for it. It's strange that as you, as you read the Bible, the more you want to read sometimes. You ever, you ever notice that? You start reading, and it, it doesn't become a habit. I don't mean it like that. But boy, you, you read it, and then uh, let's say you read you know, three, four days in a row, and then you get out day five, maybe you miss it. You ever, you ever right? All of a sudden, you're walking around and you're thinking, what is wrong with me? Oh, you just, missed, you just missed some good food. You missed the inner man's food, and he needs it. It needs to be renewed. And it's renewed day by day, daily. Daily renew. Get some food in there. Say, well, uh, you know, I don't know. We don't have, you know, I don't really have a system. We got books to give you a system. And that's not a ton of reading. It's really not, but it's a good amount. It gave you a little feeding. And as you progress, you may go, that's not enough for me. Okay, find what's enough for you. Come up with a system. Take Some of you, um, I got to hurry up, but some of you, right, we, we dieting, right? You know, you're doing things. Uh, what do we do? We, we're all doing that lousy cleanse. Um, felt like death, right? Uh, what do we have to, all of us, No, one thing, we all had to meal prep. If we didn't prepare for the day, we weren't going to have food for the day. (laughs) That's that's just all there was. If either you prepare or you don't, why is it you can't prepare for your Christian food? Come up with a plan. Because I'll tell you this, if you don't have a plan, you will fail. 
it's easy for your flesh to go, oh, you can catch that up tomorrow. It's easy for your flesh to go, oh, you don't really need that. Oh, well, you can start that on Monday. And that's what, the, that's what your flesh will do. Say, so what do you need? You need to put that down and go, oh, no, daily I'm going to go ahead and get in the Word of God. Daily I'm going to do it. I got a plan. I'm going to follow my plan. Lord gave me a plan. I'm going to do that. And get used to going ahead and getting into the Bible. And your appetite will be there. Your appetite will be there. just takes a little work. I'll go over to Psalm chapter 72. Psalm 72. Maybe I'll go quicker. Or maybe, or maybe I'll turn into my predecessor a little bit. We'll just cut this off halfway. And uh, he trained me well, and we'll just go to a series, and we'll finish it next week. Part two, come back. Um, Hopefully part two won't turn into part three, part four, or part sixteen, part. <laughs> I've heard. I have also heard of the seven thousand messages to the seven churches. Um, We're, we've digressed. <laughs> Much like my predecessor, we have digressed. Um, okay, all right, I'm done. I promise. Okay, 772. Uh, verse number 15. Now this is an entire, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, grab a verse out of this section. But this is ultimately, uh, if you were to put this in a place, this is millennial kingdom. This is the Lord Jesus Christ, really ultimately as the king. He's pictured in Solomon. Uh, as what you'll see throughout the passage. Uh, but notice it is a reference more to Jesus Christ and his millennial kingdom uh, as, the, uh, of course, the kings of the earth come to him. Uh, but he says in verse number 15, And he shall live, and to him shall be given to the gold of Sheba. Prayer also shall be made for him continually, and daily shall he be praised. Uh, he is going to be God sitting upon a throne, ultimately, uh, but notice daily he praised. Uh, as the king of the earth, he's going to be praised daily. Now, you and I both know he's supposed to be your king. He's my king. Well, then he ought to be praised daily now. Uh, you know, it's amazing. We are doing testimonies tonight. Uh, that renews people. To get thinking about what great things the Lord hath done for you. To get thinking about the times God's shown up and taken care. And even if you didn't say anything tonight, you may have been thinking about things that the Lord has done over the last month, over the last couple of months, after the, over the last year, uh, all those things. We get thinking about those and we start having those thoughts and praising Him. And it just, man, it just starts picking you up and encouraging you. It starts going ahead and just, it stirs some things up in us to remember how great God is to us and how wonderful His benefits are and how great it is to be in a church that loves the Lord and tries to preach and talk about Him and encourage each other and try to strengthen each other and sing praises together and how encouraging it is just to know that God is there and that He loves us and He's taking care of other people and He's taking care of us. And it's a wonderful thing. Just keep praising Him and keep talking Him up. And daily you ought to praise Him. It's not just, well, I guess it's Thanksgiving Day, so we got to figure out what we're going to say about God and how good He is today because 
No, you ought to be able to praise him every day because his mercies are renewed every morning. Because they fail not. Because he's still a marvelous God and because you're still breathing his free air and he still has decided that he can let you into a sinless heaven because of his son, Jesus Christ, and you won't spend one moment in a lake of fire for all of eternity that you still deserve. You can thank him for the fact that he let you wake up this morning and then forgave you again for failing him. You can praise him because he's worthy every single time. I can think of nothing that he is not worthy to be praised for. He, it is so amazing that he goes ahead and continuously does all the things that he says he would. In Psalm 68 and verse number 19, he says that he loads us with benefits daily. He daily loadeth us with benefits. You realize just being saved and being his kid, you get automatic benefits. <laughs> you say, well, that seems like privilege. Absolutely. Absolutely. When the king of the universe, when the God of all the creation is your dad, guess what? You get benefits. Uh, that just goes along with it. Uh, the child of the king always gets benefits. And you're no different. Uh, you're a son of God? Well, then, okay, guess what? You get benefits. You get to step into the throne room of the king of the universe and ask him for anything you want. A lost man doesn't have that. He doesn't get to walk in there and ask him anything. Oh, he'll hear his prayer if he cries out for salvation. He doesn't have to do anything else for him. The promise of salvation is there. Other than that, he doesn't, a lost man doesn't have the benefit of a throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. lost man doesn't have that throne. You do. You do. The trials and the troubles come. You, all the benefits and all the praise, he is so worthy of everything. Everything that you have and everything that you possess, everything that you can think about, all the things that could happen to you, all the safety you've had where you shouldn't have had safety, but the Lord snuck you through there somehow and took care of the needs that you have, all the times he's given you strength and wisdom and understanding, all the times he's kept you out of trouble and all the times that he's gotten you through. All the times that he's gone ahead and picked you up when you were down and all the times he forgave you for falling down. We could sit here all night and talk about the greatness of a holy God and he is worthy of every moment. Daily give him praise. You're feeling down? Go ahead and start praising him. See how long you stay down. I, it, there's a reason that you and I, we get discouraged, we go to the Psalms. We all know what the psalms are, right? Those are songs. <laughs> They're supposed to be songs. Why is it that when you're feeling down and you start singing about how great the Lord is and how wonderful He is and all the things He's done and you just start singing about His mercy, you start singing about His grace, you start singing some of those hymns, why it suddenly changes your spirit and your attitude and all of a sudden, say, what are you doing? You're just renewing the inner man. You're singing praises unto our God. And going ahead and lifting, say, what, what renews you every day? Giving him some praise will renew you. It'll renew you. Look over at Hebrews chapter 3. If you'll bear with me just a little bit, I'll finish up. I got two more here and we'll be done. Hebrews chapter 3. Daily you ought to be praying. Daily you ought to be reading. 
Daily, we ought to be praising Him. Daily, we ought to be exhorting one another. uh, Hebrews chapter 3 and verse number 12, he says, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Watch out. You could depart from Him. You could walk away. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. You say, what is he doing? Exhort one another daily. Exhort somebody. Go ahead and find somebody who's feeling down and pick them up. Say, yeah, but I feel down. Okay, get down there with them. You're already down. You're already there. And start picking them up. It amazes me uh, how many times, uh, I don't know, I'm sure Pastor Legault feels the same way. You go to you get a phone call, you go to meet with somebody, you go to talk with somebody, uh, and they're feeling down, but you already had a rough morning, you know. You're, you're already struggling a little bit in your mind, and you're like, Lord, I'm just, I'm tired, I'm worn out today, I just, I'm not feeling it today, right? You ever been there? And you're not feeling like you want to encourage anybody, because you feel like you ought to be encouraged for the day, and all of a sudden you step in, and uh, you deal with that in your own personal lives, I guarantee it. And you look over, and you go... Well, they need something, and you start talking and trying to encourage them, and you say, what does it do? It reminds you of how good the Lord's been. You wind up encouraged more than you ever could have encouraged anybody else just by encouraging somebody. It renews that encouragement. That encourages you to go ahead and keep going yourself. He tells them in Hebrews chapter 4, of course, you probably uh, are right there, and that's not right. That is not the right chapter. Uh, Hebrews chapter 10 should be. It is, Hebrews chapter 10. Uh, He says in verse number 24, of course you know it. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Uh, You ought to be encouraging each other. You ought to be exhorting one another. You ought to be picking each other up more now as we see the day approaching. Trumpet's coming soon. The end's coming in. Uh, We don't have too much longer. Okay, well then encourage somebody else. Keep encouraging. Find more people to encourage. Say why? Because the time comes, end days, people aren't, they they don't know they can stand. They get tired. They get weary. they They get weighing down. It's amazing to me. You get closer to the end of the fight, we ought to be able to stand a little longer. Encourage them. Hey, we don't have too much longer. Let's keep standing. Let's keep going. Let's keep fighting. Don't walk away now. Keep fighting. Keep standing. So what does that do? It encourages them, and then it encourages you. It renews that inner man. Hey, yeah, that is right. We are almost done. We are going to get out of here. Trumpet's going to sound. The Lord's not going to leave us behind. He's got us covered. He's going to take care of it. Hey, we're getting out of here. Hey, this world may go all the way to nothingness, but you and I, we've got eternal life. Let's go ahead and keep going. Uh, there's nothing to be worried about. And you just keep encouraged daily. Find somebody to encourage every day. Whether it's your spouse, whether it's your kids, whether it's friends, whether it's coworkers, whether some encourage somebody, find somebody who you notice is down, and just go, "Hey, I'm praying for you," and mean it, and mean it. By the way, I'm praying for you. Find people to pray for. Let them know, "Hey, I'm praying." Encourage, exhort. Look over at Luke chapter nine. Luke chapter 9. We want to renew that inner man. We want to strengthen him. We want to build him up. We want to keep him strong because the outward man, he's perishing. 
Uh, there's not much you're going to do there. You can try ahead, try and go ahead and, and get everything in place that you want to, and you can, you know, try and do whatever weird science project somebody wants to try to go ahead and give you longer life and inject you with whatever and do whatever, you know, whatever. Okay, the outward man's going to perish. But that inward man, that inward man ought to be renewed. And he says this in Luke chapter 9 and verse 23. And he said to them all, Jesus, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. You say, what's the last? Uh, pick up your daily cross. Daily. There are decisions that you're going to have to make every day. There's choices we make daily. Some of those choices are as simple as waking up and getting on our knees and praying and reading the Bible and walking with the Lord. And sometimes that is the only cross you had to pick up that day is to just do the job for the day. And some days the Lord asks you to do something bigger. But whether it's small or great, you know what you find? It's still your choice whether you'll take it or not. And the days that we go ahead and say, no, I'm not going to do that, the days we don't do what he asks of us and instead do what we want to do are the days that you and I did not renew an inner man. We let the old man, that outer man, that man that is dying go ahead and take away the glory from our Savior. We went ahead and decided that it was not worth it to go ahead and, as the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, to die daily. We made the choice, and the choice was, I don't want to do it his way, I want to do it my way. Daily, you know what will keep you alive? You know that will renew you? It will renew you to do things God's way as opposed to yours. It will strengthen the inner man. You say, what's it doing? It's going ahead and crucifying your flesh. It's going ahead and putting the flesh back down one more time and saying, nope, you're not in charge of me. He's in charge of me. I'm going to go the way he wants me to go. I'm going to choose to do things the way Jesus Christ asked of me. I'm going to do things the way God has commanded me to do it. And I'm going to put the flesh down because the flesh rising up goes ahead and tries to take the place of what the inner man is supposed to be. You cannot let those two opposing, you cannot let that old man take over what the new man is trying to do. It'll, it'll put down that renewing. It'll keep you from being renewed. It'll keep you from being encouraged. The Lord is faithful daily to load you with benefits. The Lord is faithful daily, he says in Acts chapter 2, to add to the church such as should be saved. The Lord's faithful to go ahead and do what he needs to do every day. He's faithful at giving us our daily bread. He's faithful at giving and doing and just being right there. He is the constant in our lives. Could we be faithful in our daily walk? A day in the life of a Christian ought to be on, its, on his knees. A day in the life of the Christian ought to be in his Bible. A day in the life of a Christian ought to be praising his Savior. A day in the life of a Christian ought to be exhorting his, his friends and his relatives. His brethren. A day in the life of a Christian ought to be one where he takes up his cross and he walks with his Savior. 
That's where it ought to be. To renew the inward man. To strengthen him and to keep him strong as opposed to the rest of the world. Oftentimes it seems completely unattainable for us. Could you imagine if, if you were to look out and you were to think of all the things that God would want you to do and just the vision, the thought that God would have us go ahead and lead an entire world and give the entire world the gospel is a daunting task. Overwhelming, in fact. But an overwhelming task is not what he asked of you. Instead, he asked for a daily walk. There's a story of a pendulum and a clock. It was old like those grandfather clocks with that swinging pendulum going back and forth. And that pendulum thought about it and he started figuring out how many thousands and thousands of times he would have to tick. Tick. He got thinking how many thousand, he got so discouraged and he just wanted to give up. Then a thought came in. It is only one tick at a time. And so he went on. That's the Christian life. It's just one step at a time. It's one day at a time. Well, how could I be a Christian in this world for that long? You don't have to be a Christian in this world for that long. You need to renew the inner man today. One day at a time. You need to be able to trust that God's wisdom is the wisdom for today. You need to trust that God can feed you with the word of God today. You need to be able to trust that God can give you the strength and the grace and the mercy that you need for today. You need to trust that God will give you the leading and the guiding and the wisdom and the strength and the understanding to do today the task that he has today. It's a daily walk. It's renewing the inner man today. Well, I want to be a great Christian. You'll be a great Christian if you walk with him today. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. You don't have to worry about tomorrow. You have to finish today. And we renew, renew the inner man today so that day by day we can be renewed. And day by day we renew him and he just keeps getting stronger and stronger. You ask some folks that have been saved for a while and have been walking with the Lord for a while, you know, you go, well, were you like that the first day you got saved? Not even close. <laughs> Not even close. But they seem like so spiritual and they seem like they've got it all together. They didn't have it all together at all and they probably still feel they don't have anything together at all. But the Lord says, yeah, but I'm a whole lot, they're a whole lot farther than when I found them. We've walked a whole lot longer together. And they're nearer me now than they ever have been if they daily walk with me. A day in the life of a Christian will end you in the place you ought to be for today so that you can start tomorrow exactly where you need to be to walk where he needs you for one more day. And it's day by day by day. Let's go ahead and stand. Our Savior is very faithful to us.
I only hope we can be even a fraction of how faithful he has been. But boy, if we could be, if we could be faithful to renewing that inner man and keep strengthening him, our walk with him would be amazing. I don't know about anybody in here tonight that's lost. You know, I have a walk with the Savior. I'd be remiss in telling you about it. You can trust Jesus Christ alone to forgive you of all your sins. You can have that daily strengthening on the inner man. That outward man, he's going to perish one day and you'll spend eternity in a lake of fire without a Savior. But Jesus Christ came to save sinners and you can trust Him today. We'd love to show you from the Bible how you can know you have your sins forgiven forever. If you'd be willing to come, we'll gladly open a Bible and show you. Christian, maybe you're in here and maybe you're just happy to be reminded. Encouraged that you're doing the right things. Keep doing the right things. Keep walking with Him every day. Keep renewing that man every day and you'll be exactly where he wants you at the end of the day. And you'll have no regrets when you stand before him in a judgment seat. You'll have no regrets when you stand in front of him and give an account because you'll be right where he needs you to be when he calls you home. Father, I thank you for the night and I thank you for your goodness. I pray you would work in our hearts tonight, work in this invitation, and I pray you would get the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Andrew.